Dr. Cheryl Selman, and welcome to The Love Code. This is, uh, this is one of my favorite podcasts to do because this is where we really open up to the great expansive self that we are. This is all about transformation. It's all about understanding the unlimited power we have. It's about healing and knowing that we are truly unlimited and therefore there is nothing we cannot create. There is nothing we cannot heal. And I see and witness this on a daily basis. So it's um, it's great to be able to share this inspiration and to truly inspire all of us to know that we are an unlimited divine being. And uh, I have many wonderful guests. I've got spiritual teachers on this program. I have people on their spiritual journeys with inspirations of healing and transformation and just understanding the uh, the unlimited self that we are. And, um, you know, if you're listening for the very first time, welcome. I trust you'll be coming back and joining the community here. If you'd like to get these shows sent to you every week, you can opt into my website, which is dr for drcherylselman.com, drcherylselman.com. The other program on Progressive Radio Network is called What Women Must Know, and that's all about health. It's all about health, health on all levels, and that's um, a great show, great inspiration as well. And you can always uh, go over to my Facebook page and like me there, which is what women must know. So it's what women must know. Either way, stay connected, be part of this growing community of aware people who are on the path for their own self-empowerment and healing. And uh, speaking of self-empowerment and healing, we're talking with um, a wonderful guest today, Tom Palladino. We're talking about accessing the energy of the universe for healing. That's a huge conversation, accessing the energy of the universe for healing. And um, let me just share a little bit about Tom to begin with. Tom Palladino is a holistic medical expert scalar energy researcher, and humanitarian based in Florida. Scalar energy is the fundamental life force found everywhere in the world, space and universe. It originates from the sun and stars, chi, prana, om, mana, life force, pyramid energy, or zero point energy are synonyms, terms for scalar energy. Tom theorized that all energy in the universe initiates as scalar energy and that the sun of our solar system and the stars of the universe are points of origin, the storehouses for scalar energy. He further theorized that scalar energy is instructive energy as the entire universe is instructed by this divine essence. Subsequently, all spiritual cognitive, emotional, and physical action in the universe is initiated and maintained by scalar energy instructions. Scalar energy provides order in the universe. Wow, what a conversation we're about to have. And if this kind of uh, doesn't make sense right now, please stay tuned because what you will be learning and discovering and being able to, in a way, tap into is life transforming is all I can say. And I just want to preface our conversation and uh, conversation we're going to have with Tom 
And that is that um, as a naturopathic doctor and as someone that has always been interested in what else is out there, what else is, on, you know, on the leading edge? There's got to be more. There's got to be more. So, I've, you know, it's been a, a, a quality of curiosity that I, I really believe has served me well because I don't like to stay in one box. I'm always exploring and looking for more, more ways to facilitate um, healing and transformation. And, therefore, I, I've been really fascinated by um, energy medicine, by frequency technologies, how we can work with energies like this quantum scalar energy we're going to be talking about, what is it, and how to utilize it for profound healing beyond space and time. <laughs> so uh, I've, I've witnessed things. I definitely know this is a truth, and it's time we all had this knowledge so we can more consciously and intentionally access it for our own well-being, healing, and transformation of those of others. So having said all of that, Tom, <laughs> welcome to the Love Code, and it's great having you here today. Thank you so much for the introduction. I'm looking forward to the discussion. Thank you, Doctor. Yeah, I know you're really passionate on the subject, and I always like to start these conversations, Tom, by asking my guests to share their personal story. You know, what was it in your life? What happened to you along the way, <laughs> you know, that opened you to this, to this um, direction, to this um, service to humanity, to this knowledge? So share a little bit about your story of how you got to where you are. Yeah, thank you. Well, it really started when I started to read about Tessa, Nikola Tessa, many people have heard of this scientist, Nikola Tessa. And when I understood that Nikola Tessa had this ability to work with scalar energy instruments, and he had incredible success controlling nature, that's the best way I can describe this. Nikola Tessa could work with a scalar energy instrument and control nature to the point of producing free energy from the atmosphere. I said to myself, this, I was really thunderstruck. I said, this is it. I said, this is the technology of the future. Tessa was able to, to harness the energy that would command, if you will, consciousness, the intelligence of the universe. It's so important to understand his work. And uh, he, he was able to duplicate his work time and time again. So to, to make a long story short, I read about Nikola Tesla. <clears throat> I was very young at the time. I was enthralled with his work, and I said to myself, I'm, I'm going to move forward. This is it. Well, I mean, that's a good intention, but, you know, Tesla was a genius, and he, uh, I, he, he got his information. He, like, he had information, I believe, downloaded to him. I don't know what your thoughts are from other dimensions, you know. And, you know, and, and many people on this planet and in these conversations that I have, it's obvious that um, we, uh, we can access or we are channels, we are receptive to uh, uh, other dimensions, uh, uh, you know, other beings, whatever you want to call it, that can um, – bring us information. You know, I, I know that Einstein, many of these geniuses 
um, got all their brilliant ideas and dreams. I mean, that you know, yeah. where were they when they were dreaming, right? <laughs> I mean, something <Yeah>. happened <laughs> where they they were downloaded information that they couldn't have yeah. intellectually just figured out on their own. Thank you. So you're right. You want to elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, I would love to. <clears throat> Tesla would lay awake at night. He could not sleep. And Tesla would mention that he had flashes of light that would come to him and that these flashes of light would carry plans, if you will, engineering plans. He could see in his mind an invention. He did not have to go to the laboratory. He could see it in his mind. This is pretty fascinating. And those flashes of light, I think they're from God, frankly. And and this is how he invented. He was so prolific. He has two or three hundred patents today. He had he had hundreds of instruments. How can he do that? How can you do that? You have to have some type of supernatural help. And T- Tesla had that supernatural help. He he was incredible what he could do. I mean, some of the things he did really um, defy our scientific or the, the scientific logic at the time, right? Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, create energy out of the plasma field or wherever it was that could yes. generate energy for the entire planet. Yes. And that's – and the sad story, Tom, is it, the sad story is that this was very dangerous to the powers that be. That's why we don't hear about it. That's why he died in poverty, right? I mean, he was, it's just, uh, his story is really sad because um, here was a genius that potentially had solutions to all the problems that uh, faced humanity and was able to um, create a world where we, were, we could live abundantly and we could be healed. And, and that was dangerous, probably still is. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And and this is why Tesla is not taught by academia. Even though his inventions are, are used today broadly, even though his discoveries are are part and parcel to the scientific landscape, you won't you won't hear his name mentioned by academia. There is an act of suppression against him. But we're gonna stop that. We're we're going to um we're 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 gonna make this uh happen. We're going to see to it that he uh, um, is promulgated, that the Tesla legacy lives on. Do you think Michelangelo, with all his brilliant designs and being so innovative and advanced, also had those downloads come to him? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And that's not to take anything against these men and women. They're, They're prominent thinkers. They're prominent scientists. But you have to just think of creativity in and of itself. And when you when you mention creativity, well, where does where does that creativity come from? How do you have a thought? How is it that somebody can compose uh, 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 some type of a, a musical composition? Where does the thought come from? You know, it has to come from from God. It's some type of uh, supernatural ability that these men and women have. Tesla had it in which he could understand, readily understand, how how to build something, how to invent something without going to the laboratory, without putting a- any schematics together. He just saw it there complete and 
knew exactly how to create it. Yes, indeed. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, so just going back to you a little bit. So you you were inspired early on, which I think is interesting right right there, that as a young person, I don't know, were you, were you like a child or were you a teenager? When did you first encounter Tesla? I was eight, nine years of age, and I started to read Tesla, and I knew that he was on to something just incredible. <laughs> I mean, that's... So. That's 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 a young I mean that's a soul a very young age of a soul to uh, to to cotton on to this stuff right so there was something there within you early on yes you're you're absolutely right so God gave me that inspiration and you have to follow up on it there's a lot of hard work that goes into this and then what did you do and what career path did you follow <laughs> well my career path was um. Uh, let, let's just say it it, uh, uh, it had many, m- many uh, uh, turns and twists. Um, I was for a while in um, uh, finance. For a while I was in sales. All the while I was trying to educate myself. Many times I'd have to study at night or study uh, on the weekend because I had to work for a living. And, uh, you know, only recently have I I've been freed of that encumbrance to, to have to work a, a nine-to-five job. But the the key is this: if you keep at this and with God's help, then you mature with this understanding. And it does take a lot of experience and a great deal of. Uh, and you have to be uh, not only inquisitive, but but you have to be dogged. You have to keep at it. You're you're not going to learn it the first day, and anytime it's groundbreaking research, you have to be willing to accept your limitations. And then learn from your limitations. You have to actually build upon your limitations. So what am I getting at? Imagine if, if you go if you go to a laboratory and you have nothing, and you have to start and build something or invent something. Well, you, you've got to start somewhere. Sometimes it's trial and error. Sometimes you learn from others. Well, I learned from others, and it was trial and error. But the key is you every day you make progress. And that's the key with my research. I know that sounds prosaic, but it's the truth. Every day you have to make some type of progress, and if you can do that, you'll be miles ahead of the game. So at some point, I mean, so you, I mean, you you pursued this passion kind of on the side on the weekends while you were Correct. making your living. And was there was there any particular aha moment or event where you kind of you know devoted yourself to this? research in this area and, and you, know, you, know, uh, you know, stepped into it more fully. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say at, at age 47, 48, it really started to coalesce for me. Now, this is after 15 to 20 years of private research, and I really started to understand what was at hand after reading Tesla and another man by the name of Hieronymus. So the long and short, short of it is after – I don't know, 15 years at the collegiate level and another 15 years of ancillary research, I I got it. I started to really understand it. And, you know, all in all, that's a trajectory of 30, 35 years, but now I could say I'm to the point where I have this expertise and that I can really, really um, not only educate people, but, but make this really a household name. Scalar energy is going to change the world. We're going to change the world with this technology. So 
here we are, and, and, and uh, scalar energy is about to have a quantum shift on mankind. Well, now that you have everyone's attention, <laughs> let's get into what um, quantum scalar energy is. What you know, how 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 do you how do you really explain it uh, and its role in this in this journey? I mean, of healing and of awakening on this planet. Yeah, yeah thank you. So let's start with this notion: scalar energy is is um, the energy of the sun and the stars. Some people call that consciousness or chi or prana. That's what I'm working with, the life force energy of the sun and the stars. And if you can tap into this energy, energy, light, performs work. Energy, light, will do something incredible for you. And what am I getting at? Well, we have electricity in our homes, and look what we can achieve with electricity, what, what benefits there are to electricity. Well, then you might say, well, why, why now the substitute scalar energy? Well, it's free. It's unlimited. There are no health consequences. And it can, perform, it can perform many more functions. It's much more versatile than that of electricity. So this is why, this is my druthers. This is why I have this penchant for scalar energy. If we would power the world with scalar energy, it would solve so many problems. So can you transpose the term scalar energy with, as you said earlier, chi or prana or mana? Uh, are these different words from different modalities, different cultures that are trying to express this, this universal energy that comes from out of this planet but into this planet from other dimensions or other other, uh, I would say other dimensions. So how would you put it? Yeah, I, I would say so. If, if you look at, now, and, and consider this, if you look at electricity, it comes from a power plant. Well, we, we understand that, and that's, that's valid. But if you look at a scalar energy, it's from the sun and the stars. So how do you capture this energy? Well, that's the key. You know? Now, keep in mind, we're not creating the energy. If you go to a power plant, they, at the power plant, they're going to create the energy. To the contrary, if you work with scalar energy, the power plant is the sun and the stars. So this gives us a, a new uh, look, uh, if you will, a different look at nature in which if you want kinetic energy, just go to the stars. You don't need an engine to create the kinetic energy. You don't need pistons. You don't need pulleys. You don't need a combustion engine. So the sun and the stars are the power plant. Now, if we can back up a little bit, Tesla had scalar energy running a car. He could power a car with sun energy, with the energy of the stars. Tesla was able to illuminate light bulbs with scalar energy, the energy of the stars. And again, the term scalar energy is synonymous with consciousness, chi, prana. So what people thousands of years ago, millennia, understood as prana, life force energy, consciousness, Tesla put it into action with instrumentation. Tesla had a chi instrument. Tesla had a consciousness instrument. That's what I have today, an instrument that controls life force or chi or prana. That's what's so exciting. 
So I know as you're talking, um, these um, ancient ancient cultures, I, I am fascinated by ancient archaeology, these advanced cultures that have lived here for 10, 20, 30, 40 more thousand years before this present moment, um, you know, who cre- that created amazing structures, created amazing uh, technologies that, you know, uh, so, so it must have been known by those cultures. They they were given this knowledge at some point to work with and create their their societies, their cultures, or their yeah, thank technologies, you. you might say. I agree. If you look at many of the structures, some of the archaeological digs and some of the excavations that that have shown incredible uh, building uh, um, obelisks pyramids, even ziggurats, and you say to yourself, you know, this would take an army of of men and women to create, to build these these buildings, these structures, these these stone structures. How could they do that? It had to be advanced technology. This is not not something that that we can um, uh, disparage. We have to look at the past. We have to look at this, this super ability, this supernatural help that civilizations had with much of their building, much of their technology, much of their understanding. And we have to say to ourselves that, well, a lot of that we can attribute to their understanding or their acceptance of chi, prana, scalar energy. This is a valid science. And once the world embraces this valid science, prana, chi, scalar energy, the world will be the better for it. Right, you know, and, and just to complete that story with Tesla, so he had he he channeled he he brought through these amazing technologies for the benefit of mankind, and then uh, money, greed, and politics got in the way. So can we just kind of complete that story yes. to help people understand, you know, what why we don't have these right now? What yeah. happened if they were so if these technologies, if these solutions were so powerful and effective, why why don't we have them now? Okay, well, let me be very candid. Tessa at one time in his life was receiving funding from J.P. Morgan. And J.P. Morgan, working at the behest of the Rothschilds, they wanted to make money off of his inventions. And eventually, this, as the story goes, and this, this is hard to substantiate, but eventually J.P. Morgan and the Rothschilds realized that Tesla had free energy, okay? That Nikola Tesla was working on a free energy device. He actually had one in Long Island, New York. And this free energy device um, would, would, if you will, upset the railroad industry, would upset the coal mines, would upset the steel mills, would upset the new electrical power plants. Now, keep in mind, if you can create free energy, you don't need coal, steel, you don't need copper wires, you don't need the railroad industry. It makes obsolete so much of the world. Well, the powers that be did not like that. The powers that be were very intimidated by this. So what happened to Nikola Tesla? Well, this essentially ruined his career as far as um, receiving any type of financial backing and furthermore, this cabal, this, this group of international bankers, started a smear campaign against him. Tesla was ostracized. Um, his funding was 
taken away, and he was ostracized by by the world. Well, to, to, to that extent, much of his work is now in obscurity. Had we have listened, had we have worked with Tessa, it would have been a different ball game. but that wasn't the case. So here we are today. Let's learn from the past. So what am I getting at? Well, this is a new, it's a new world coming. It's, it's a new opportunity for, for everybody. Scalar energy is free energy. I work with this free energy in, in the realm of quantum health or scalar energy health, but you have, it has so many applications, transportation, energy generation, communication. Uh, you could use this as a detection device, as a locator. It, uh, some people say that this will be the step towards anti-gravity, that scalar energy causes gravity. And if you can negate gravity with scalar energy, you can overcome gravity. Well, imagine what that means to everybody. Well, do you, so do you think you have, um, you know, that you have been able to access this knowledge that this has been channeled to you yes. in a way, you might yes, say? It yes, it has. It's been, it's from God. I, I come from a Catholic background. It's from Jesus and Mary. And the reason I say that is because I could not have done this without supernatural help. This is, right. it's impossible to, to understand this without that creativity, without that afflatus, call it what you will. Yes, right. I've had help. And I give God all the credit in the world for giving me that help by all means. But I want to make this very clear. You won't find a, a valid textbook on scalar energy at the high school library or at the college library. It's its misunderstood. People don't quite understand this. It's, that's not their fault. I'm not detracting from them. So how do you learn? Well, you, you learn you learn from, from this is God's healing. This is God's way. You learn from God. So has, um, would you say quantum physics has been uh, a stepping stone to help us uh, shift our perceptions and see the world in a new way that we could have a greater understanding of this field of energy yes. that is, is that's who we are basically yes. I mean we are an, we are energy we we're we we're a frequency that inhabits a physical yes. body yes, and frequency exactly Cheryl and let's go back to the Tessa's example Tessa had flashes of light and he could see an invention well what were, what were those flashes of light they were scalar energy flashes of light. That's why Tesla was such a great inventor. He had the ability, he could access scalar energy. And what does that mean to you and me? Well, if somebody can access scalar energy, it makes you a genius. That's one of my goals in the future. I want the world to be geniuses. And how can I do that? If I can develop an instrument that can download information into the mind, into the human mind, then people will be geniuses. Imagine what we can do now if everybody has this influence of scalar energy and then we're, we're geniuses. That's, that's one of my goals, that everybody would learn as Tessa did. Now keep in mind, Tessa did not crack a book. He did not visit the library. Tessa, this is downloaded. Imagine if you did not have to go to school anymore, you would just have flashes of light and you would know something. Wow, wouldn't that be great? 
Yes. And I think I think all of us in some way have had flashes of some inspiration at some point that had a huge impact on our lives or our health or, you know, our careers or our, our way of of serving um in this world. But can I ask you a question? I, I I do have a question about that. I mean I obviously I'm fascinated by the subject and and have been uh you know searching for technologies that can heal at a distance and where you know the Heart Math Institute is doing studies showing where they can connect people from this frequency of love that they access and can be in touch with each other through different continents. I mean, we're seeing more evidence of all this manifesting. But here's my question. To be able to access this frequency of infinite possibilities without an evolved consciousness to use this for the betterment of mankind, can, is, there, is there a concern there? And I say that, let me just preface that by saying, you know, we know that there are incredible technologies right now on this planet, and a lot of them are uh, utilized for war, right, Uh, for all sorts of amazing weapons and things that they're not revealing that have the potential to change weather and do all sorts of things. Uh, Is there a risk that uh, this technology, Frequency that people access it without involved consciousness that connects them to a greater spiritual frequency could could be misused. Of course, yes. To, to answer your question, yes. And let's use the example of chemical warfare and atomic warfare. And I say this frequently. Well, just because you understand chemical engineering doesn't mean you should make a chemical bomb or, a, or an atomic bomb. So in consideration of scalar energy, my goodness, it's the powerhouse of the universe. If you have, I have a scalar energy instrument in my lab. What do I have? I have a miniature star. I'll repeat that. <laughs> I my scalar energy instrument mimics it's a miniature star well if you have a miniature star that's what scalar energy is then you're you're on your way to controlling nature through star energy yes i yes do i mean that yes that's that's exactly what what i'm looking at correct right so it's a responsibility if you're sharing this and um teaching this um to make sure, I don't know how you do that, that it is used for the highest good. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for realizing that. This this is an onus on me, and I'll be the first person to admit this. This is this is quite uh, an onus. It's, it's a responsibility that God has placed upon me. And he, he's placed this upon any inventor. This, this, you know, I'm just not going to single myself out. Tesla, when he was alive, there were many things he understood about scalar energy. He would not release that. I understand he wanted to release the, the, the schematics, but he was going to pick out three, four, five different countries and give each country, each government, part of the secret so that the countries would have to come together and work together in unison. Well, that never materialized, but you could see how Tesla was not going to, uh, if you will, vouchsafe this just to one person or, or one group. I, you know, I cannot emphasize enough when you control scalar energy um, you're in the very 
the crucible of creation. You're able to control uh, matter. With my scalar energy instrument, I have consummate control over physical matter, such as viruses and bacteria. And I've proven this time and time again. My instrument is so strong. My instrument is, is so majestic, I can control, I can break apart any bacterium, any virus. Well, if you could do that with a microorganism, then by extension, you could probably do that with other physical forms, other physical, uh, if you will, molecular and atomic forms, and you can. So let's talk about, um, before we get into what you've been uh, working on and, and creating, let's just uh, stay with just explaining what the scalar energy is and its potential. Let's talk about it in terms of um, uh, being able to heal, being able to heal out of intention, being, you know, being able to um, heal so you're not, you're not limited to, to time and space with, uh, with healing. Can you, can you elaborate a bit about that? Yes, yes but I'd like to. So uh, as you, you mentioned, Doctor, we're not bound by time and space. Now, with my instrument, it works like a satellite. Frankly, it works like a global satellite in which I can send energy anywhere in the world, and I do that through a person's photograph. So let me clarify. Anybody in the world can send, email me, send me their photograph. And with their photograph, I can access anybody in the world by way of their photographic character, by way of their photographic design, their, their imprint left on a photograph. Meaning what? That my instrument is acting in the capacity of a, um, a satellite, a universal satellite. And I don't need a, an expensive infrastructure. I, I don't need, if you will, a power plant, I don't need telephone wires, I don't need conduit, I don't need a transponder. I I can access anybody in the world through their photograph. So this gives people the idea that a scalar energy instrument can act anywhere in the world or the universe for that matter. My predecessor, Hieronymus, was working with the Apollo astronauts by way of their photograph while they were on the moon, while they were orbiting the moon. And according to Galen Hieronymus, the, my predecessor, a scalar energy expert, he was able to pick up the biorhythms of the astronauts while they were on the moon by way of their photograph, meaning what? That that distance of a quarter million miles did not serve as any impediment, serve as any uh, difficulty for a scalar energy instrument to act like a universal satellite to send a signal or to at least pick up the signal of astronauts while they were orbiting the moon. So digest that and consider what's being said. If a scalar energy instrument working from a fixed location, working through a person's photograph or a photograph of an animal or an object, anywhere in the world or anywhere in the universe, can pick up their signal in real time without any delay of the signal, without any diminution of the signal, well, that's the perfect relay station. That's the perfect satellite. That's the perfect communication system. And this is my contention. Scalar energy is the perfect means for, for communication. We Imagine if we did not need low Earth orbiting satellites. A satellite's very expensive. They cost hundreds of millions of dollars. What if we don't need satellites anymore? You just have a fixed 
land-based operation with the scalar energy instrument that can act as a universal satellite. And um, and explain how from you know from your from the the scalar perspective. Can you give an explanation of how taking a picture of a person, which is imprinted their frequency, their like unique signature, how does how does that work so you can direct healing to anyone anywhere in the world? Yeah, thank you. That's a good point. So, if I took a, set, a photograph of myself and I placed it inside my instrument, my photograph has light. My photograph has, is a source of light. Anybody's photograph is a source of light. So my light signature is embedded on a photograph. And when it's light, scalar light, it's filled with information. So if I look at my photograph, it's filled. It, it has my scalar energy information for my soul, mind, and body. And I mean that quite literally. A scalar energy instrument can look, can scan a photograph of a person and understand and interface with their soul, mind, and body. This is the new science of scalar energy, in which are not bound by space and time, in which a, a photograph working in conjunction with the scalar energy instrument will allow you to access that person. Yeah, that's so amazing. And I, I, I want you to go into what you created. Before I do that, I want to say that um, I, this is an, uh, an area of fascination to me, this this potential to be able to work with people anywhere in the world. Now, there are healers who have that ability, right? There are yes. gifted healers that can tune into people, uh, even read their bodies, direct healing energy, which I guess you could say is scalar energy, right, um, yeah. to, to, to people anywhere in the world. They just need to know a name, sometimes a photograph. Are we working on the same principle here? Um, let, let me say this. You've heard of biometrics and how you can take a photograph of a person and biometrics can look at, at different contours of the face and you could actually ascertain who a person is by way of biometrics, by, by way of uh, algorithms that look and interpret a person's face. Well, instead of using um, uh, biometrics, we can use a photograph in which the energy is not AI. This is not artificial intelligence. Rather, scalar energy automatically recognizes that person. So I want to make this very clear. This is not computer programming. I do not program a photograph. The interpretation of the photograph is handled, is, uh, if you will, rather adeptly uh, ascertained by the scalar energy instrument. So this is not artificial intelligence. A person's photograph has embedded on it scalar energy information. I do not interpret that information. The instrument knows, scalar energy knows, all the information you need to know in an instant. This really is an all-knowing process. It's not artificial intelligence. It's not computer programming. Scalar energy, I believe, is defined. Scalar energy is all-knowing. And, and and therefore, when you can send in a, I I, I would call it like a photograph is like a, an it's it's like your spiritual ID, uh, you know, for yes. lack of a better way to explain it, it's it's like your 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 unique 
informational pattern, you might say. So we're all unique. We all have unique frequencies, like you, like turning into the, the radio dial. We all have our own unique frequency that um, yes. that we transmit to and from. Um, so so tell us, explain when we do that, how by, by um, using any scalar technology, healing can occur. How, how does that sure. happen? Sure. Okay, again, so we're working with scalar energy. It's intelligence, and so the animating force is always the energy. A scalar energy instrument can look at a person's photograph, can scan, interpret a person's photograph, and with that, it can pinpoint, say, the herpes virus. And in so doing, by detecting the herpes virus, at least the signature of herpes virus in the quantum field through a person's photograph, scalar energy can break apart, can disassemble the herpes virus. I find that fascinating. In other words, a, a person's photograph would have the signature of the herpes virus or a bacterium. It would have the signature of their heartbeat. It would have a signature of their mood. A photograph is the real-time report card of a person's soul, mind, and body. Now, what I've perfected is a technique in which I can influence a photograph. I can identify microbes, microorganisms, and eradicate them. Viruses, bacteria, fungi, I can eradicate because I can find the microorganism through the photograph and I can send instructions into the quantum realm, into the photograph, to destroy a virus, a bacterium, a spirochete, a parasite. So it's like it's like raising the frequency because these 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 um, you know the viruses or spirochetes, whatever, have a frequency yes. that uh, is deleterious to the functioning of the physical body. So yes. through scalar technology, you raise the frequency, so to speak, so the so these things can't exist You're any right. longer. Yes. Because is that that's would that, that be that's, accurate? Yeah, that's that's a good explanation. And and to explain it in detail, I believe a scalar energy works on a a principle in which it can actually disassemble or negate the molecular bonds of a virus or a bacterium. So if you break down the molecular bonds of a virus or a bacterium, what happens? It falls apart. So I want to make this very clear. I do not destroy matter. I simply rearrange matter. I'm sending scalar energy intelligence instructions into a virus. Those instructions instruct the virus to fall apart, to disassemble. You see how simple and easy this is? You can instruct a virus to rearrange or to lose its uh, molecular integrity. Well, if a virus is taught to rearrange or, or to disassemble into proteins, it will do that. And that's what I do. I take the molecular structure of a virus, and I simply instruct the virus to break down, to disassemble, to fragment into proteins and elements. That's why this works. What, what about, what about do, do you, can you... Uh, um, conversely, enhance the immune system's response uh, to any any you know parasite invaders. So you are raising the frequency of the body, and these yes. things just don't have any 
impact on our health? Yes. Or can yes, exist? Yes, yes, I can. Now, so what I described was an out-of-phase, a reverse-phase function in which you can tell matter, in this case germs, microbes, to break down, to disassemble. Now, in reverse, so to speak, there is an in-phase, a creative instrument. And that instrument we can tell, we can instruct the proteins of the body, the elements of the body, to rearrange into vitamins and minerals. So compare this almost like to a Lego set or compare this to a um, bricks, a pallet of bricks. If you have a pallet of bricks, you can build a home, you can build a factory, you can build a church. And the building blocks are the bricks. It's kind of obvious, right? Well, in, in my work, the building blocks for sound health are the elements. Everybody has pr proteins and everybody has uh, carbon, oxygen, nitrogen, phosphorus. If I can rearrange carbon, oxygen, nitrogen, phosphorus and recreate a mineral inside a person, and I can do that, or an antioxidant, you see the economy of motion here. I, I don't have to create matter. I just rearrange matter. So I, everybody is composed of water, H2O. Everybody has carbon, calcium, phosphorus, magnesium, nitrogen. And I simply tell the elements of the body, rearrange yourself into an antioxidant or rearrange yourself into a phytochemical. And that's indeed what happens. This is what is so promising with my work. It's conservation. Again, it's free energy working with the existing landscape of the body and creating from the body the nutrients that we need. You don't have to go outside necessarily to to uh, find those those nutrients. It it is all within. So promising. So so entertaining where we're going with this. <laughs> so so also the question is, I mean, how do you um, and we're going to talk about your specific technology, so maybe I'll just wait and, and ask you that in, in that context so you can share what you're doing. But I just want to say that, um, the, you know, this has been a fascinating area for me, and I, I have worked with different technologies that people send me their photo and I can go in and find the frequencies that balance them or work with the motions, and one of them is called Healy, one of them is called uh, Terahertz Swan, one of them is called an AO Scan. I mean, I have all these things yeah. <laughs> that, that work in this way, I, whether you, I don't know if you've heard of them or not, Tom, but that's what fascinates me, because I can take a photo and then go into the better, you know, lack of a better word, the quantum field, and and work with these people anywhere in the world. Yes. So I get that, you know, and, and this is the future of medicine. There's no doubt about it, working with frequencies and energy. So tell us now, tell us what you've created. <laughs> yes, they're, okay. They're custom-built scalar energy instruments, and, and what you mentioned uh, previously, the, I'm sure those are custom-built instruments, and, you know, all power to the inventors and to those who've discovered this technology. So every instrument is different, so I'll, I'll speak as to what I'm doing. A scalar energy instrument quite quite bluntly, allows me to have some type of control over physical matter. I can break down harmful physical matter, microorganisms, microbes, germs, toxins, 
Or in reverse, I can create with this energy, I can create various, uh, if you will, phytochemicals, amino acids, proteins, uh, fatty acids. So this instrument allows me to either break apart what's harmful or create what's favorable. What am I saying? I have mastery now, to some extent, over physical reality. I can master, I can have mastery over physical matter. It's quite exciting. And how do you know what to do with a person? Yeah. How do you know what needs to be either eliminated, uh, or how do you know what needs to be created more of in terms of amino acids or you know things to strengthen the immune system? Or uh, how do you know? How do you personally know? how to do that for each person. Yeah, very good point. Um, I don't. I let the energy dictate how much of, of, uh, of vitamins or minerals or somebody needs. Now, how do I instruct the instrument? I actually take, for instance, a magnified photograph of, say, food-grade uh, vitamin C, and I'll place it in the instrument. And the instrument will look at vitamin C on the photograph and then recreate it recreated in a person. So I actually instruct a person by way of photographs of vitamins and minerals and antioxidants and amino acids. So there's no human reasoning here. Photographs of micronutrients are the, if you will, impetus. It's the impetus. It's the instructions to recreate those nutrients inside the person, inside their quantum body. And to what extent will I let the energy dictate that? Now, this is what I love about my research. The energy will dictate how many new, how much people need, what type of nutrients that they need, to what extent. So I'm really out of the picture here. I literally program the instrument, and the instrument does the work. So um, because you're working on a whole other level of working with this energy field of where, um, it, you know, it's not matter to matter, as the term is, it's, you know, it's consciousness to matter, really, yes. right? Yes, exactly. Um, so, um, I mean, uh, you know, the question is these days, and we all, I trust people who are listening understand a lot of people are suffering from vaccine damage or jab mm -hmm. damage or bioweapon damage, whatever you want to call it, all the same. Um have you been able to help these people? Yes, I have. Um, what I've been able to do is identify, let's call them adjuvants. Those are some of the, um, if we will, some of the uh, chemicals used in, in vaccines. And I'm able, through photographs now, through photographs of adjuvants, I'm able to instruct the instrument to disassemble those adjuvants, such as, for instance, graphene oxide. Graphene oxide is terrible. So I have photographs of graphene oxide, and I'm able to instruct my instrument to disassemble graphene oxide. And people tell me that they believe that, that this has served to improve their health. Now, this is a, a relatively new aspect of my work because I've never had to deal with so many people who are vaccine injured. But, you know, keep in mind if you can, if you can instruct a scalar energy instrument to disassemble the molecular bonds, of graphene oxide, well, by and, by and large, that's what's going to happen. 
the instrument is, has a guaranteed outcome because you're working with light. There's no human ingenuity here. There's no human reasoning. I want to underscore that with your audience. So if I tell this instrument to look at a photograph of graphene oxide and then to disassemble graphene oxide, it will do that. In, uh, within, the, within the human body, within this energy field, or yes. you know, whether it's the physical you're working with or, or the energy field that holds that signature. Yes, correct, exactly, yes. You know, that's why this is so exciting, right? That's why this work is so important because um, it's really difficult to help people who've been, uh, I, I mean, we can talk about Lyme, we can talk about all sorts of diseases, but right now the the most pressing need that is affecting, just, you know, hundreds of thousands of people around the planet is the um, the, the consequences from their vaccine injury. Yeah. Yeah, and you're very you're very right. And I'll, I'll speak to that point. Let's just face it: there there are vaccines, and some of these adjuvants, some of these chemicals are harmful. And you know, I I know a lot of people are confused regarding this aspect. But you know, just whether it's a vaccine or a food, or or some type of preservative, why would you want to put that in your body if if you can't readily identify? What is in that vaccine? What is in your food? What is in your drinking water? I don't care if it's a vaccine. I don't care if it's your drinking water. Be mindful as to the chemicals that have been added to these to these uh, vaccines. It's, and it's going to serve to haunt mankind in the future. I know people don't want to hear that, but I I have to speak to this point. We're yeah. we're in a, there's there's a lot of trouble coming, especially with the the recent uh, COVID nineteen vaccines. Many of those vaccines, not all, but many of those vaccines have harmful chemicals. Now, no, all of exact, them. All of them. I, okay, exactly uh-huh. how, what's going to happen as a result of those harmful chemicals, I, I don't know. I, I Frankly, that's not my bailiwick. I don't have that experience, but it just stands to reason. It's common sense. Why would you want those harmful chemicals in your body? Right. So, so, So you can... The, the technology you have can um, nullify the frequency that is harmful to the body, in a sense. That's, I'm, I'm that's, you know, trying to find the right words, right? Correct. Um, and, and can you work with more than one people at with yes. more than one person at once? Yes, doctor. Today, I work with five hundred thousand photographs of people. I had in my instrument half a million people. That's amazing because. That's really what we need, right? We, it's not a one-to-one anymore. You're right. I, I, I mean, the world needs help, and you know, I, I don't, I don't mince my words. I, I want to heal the world, and, and not just one or two people. Millions, billions. If people help me, doctor, it will be billions. Yeah. Okay. So tell us how people can uh, work with you. I, uh, let me just give your website, which is scalarlight.com. So scalar is S. C-A-L-A-R light.com um, to find out more about Tom's work. But the fact that you can work with half a, how many, did you say half a million people today? I, I don't half know how million. you did that. I don't know how you got all those photographs. I don't know how you did that, but that's amazing. If yeah. it, especially if it really uh, I'll, ex- in, I'll explain. In we, have we, have, we have a couple of minutes. Yeah, we, have a, we, have about, we have a couple of minutes, so we'll do okay. this. 
real quick, I, I have organizations from around the world that send me photographs, and it's not one at a time. It's a collage. Sometimes I receive a collage of four, five, six hundred photographs, miniaturized photograph on a collage. So we've learned to, if you will, expedite that process and to miniaturize photographs. That's the key. Right. doesn't matter on the size. You just get, yeah. you collect all these Yes. Photographs of people dealing with their, in this case, injuries. Yes. Yes. And then your, this brilliant technology you have then can work on mass to raise people's frequencies. Thank you. Dr. So they can access the, the the highest expression of their well-being. Exactly. Bravo. Well put. Well stated. Exactly. Wow, that's phenomenal. So people want to know more about how to do this for themselves because they are in search of healing. Uh, they can just contact you at scalarlight.com and more of what your work is and how to get involved and receive the healing and get in touch with you can be through your website. Please, that's the best please. place to go? Exactly. It, it's at wow. the center point. Yes, correct. Yeah, yeah. Well, Tom... Your time has come in this lifetime, hasn't it? You know, your time has come to really put into creation this ability to, um, as we say, work with consciousness to matter, not matter to matter anymore. It's not yeah. just a pill that's going to do. What we need will not be achieved by a pill, by a substance, by a food. It has to come from a frequency. Mm-hmm. Bravo. Well put. God bless. Oh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad I understand. <laughs> and uh, look, this has been very inspiring and exciting. And I'm sure everyone listening, um, check out more about the work that Tom is doing. Um, you know, th- this is where we are. This is the prediction. We're working with frequencies and energies. It's all available to us. And uh, there are ways to heal and to heal anything. Anything, and I, you know, anything can be healed. Anything can be healed. Nothing is impossible. We need to just open ourselves and and ask for that guidance to come exactly. and follow follow what we receive. Um, Tom, this has been an inspiring conversation. Just thank you so much for who you are, your commitment, your you know dedication to opening yourself up to your spiritual guides. To Jesus, to Mary, whoever it is that has channeled this amazing uh, wisdom to you. And um, and thank you so much. And we do really need to go. We're coming to the end of the show. But um, scalarlight.com, learn more about Tom Palladino's work. And as always, may your week be filled with love, peace, and harmony. This is Dr. Cheryl Selman. You're listening to The Love Code. See you next week. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.